0: Are
1: you ready to get started? Hi, I'm Vanessa. And I'm Abby. And you're listening to Real Moms of Bravo, a weekly podcast where we recap your favorite Bravo shows in 30 minutes or less. And sometimes we go over two, but that's okay because we've got so much to talk about. Good week. And it was a good week. I mean, week. it's been a good week. Good week of Bravo drama. And
2: a good night for us. If you've been following our stories, V and I are slightly tipsy. I think it's our first time doing the podcast a little I mean, inebriated. I mean, yeah. I
1: mean, when your kid shits in a bathtub, you got, the only solution is having a glass of wine. Yeah.
2: We've all been there. Uh, not shitting bathtubs. Like our kids shitting bathtubs. <laughs> um, not us as adults. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't been there yet but uh and then I was having sympathy drinks for V um actually it was oh. just it was really nice out like when it's nice out, I like to drink gin is that weird oh no I love that I mean I feel
1: like it's something the women in New York do I mean you might as well have a drink in lingerie like Yamona.
2: Yeah. oh my god I was dying so you know you're commenting in our on our note about Ramona in the lingerie and then I'm dying at Luann wearing a jean jacket look like like her outfit is like maybe what I wore it probably is exactly what I wore to a 1998 Crestview mixer um for anybody from St. Louis I went to Crestview middle school and our mixers were pretty lit um I I like (laughs) I wore jean jackets probably like 90% of the time that was like my party outfit
1: I love that so much. You know, it's funny, is I didn't even notice her outfit because I was mind blown by the fact that Sonia was able to recover so quickly from the Morgan letters getting touched to having fun. And then all of a sudden, Ramona is in her negligee and just like showing her ass. And then they go into the drunk after party, which I really want to see more clips. Like, I hope Bethany releases more clips from that night. I'm,
2: okay. If she hasn't already, if I missed it. Yeah, I'm really pissed actually with Bravo. Um, so. We didn't get the, like, we get snippets of the dr- girls drunk uh, in Beverly Hills when they went to Bermuda. And then, like, for this, it's, like, just a few little snippets, and it's, like, footage from Bethany's iPhone. Like, wait a minute. Why are we not, like, seeing more of this? Like, uh, whose shirt was, like, basically, like, to their, like, belly button? Uh, oh. Uh, was, I think Sonia, yeah. uh, <laughs> And, like, Sonia and, like, Dorinda were, like, kind of, like, scissoring each other. Like, it was <laughs> crazy, and we, like, hardly got to see it. I know, and
1: then, but the, it was weird because the producers went, like, there was a time slot that said twelve eighteen a.m. Yeah. And they had, I mean, Sonia was, like, dry-humping everyone, and she was dry-humping, like, some Halloween decoration, I, know. I felt like, at that point. But we need more of the drunken moments
2: because it's so, they're fun. It's just fun to watch. Well, it's like, I mean, as that was happening, I was, like, texting you. I'm like, we need to go get drunk together soon. Like, it, does, it just makes you, like, want to go have fun with your friends when you see that type of stuff. So come on, Bravo. Give us more.
1: Most definitely. And so then from there, we went to a more somber moment yeah. with and So... Oh, not
2: Luanne. Hello. Bethany. This is the
1: wine-drinking Bethany I know. <laughs>
2: so Bethany. Bethany goes on a walk with Dorinda. Um, and I think they really bonded over loss. And so she's telling Dorinda about this piece of paper that said, like, you look spectacular. You look amazing, D. And, like, Bethany randomly saw it in a hotel, like, saw the note in a hotel. Um, so she thinks it's, like, a sign from Dennis, which... I mean, that's pretty eerie.
1: Yeah. No, it's eerie. Very, very eerie. It was, I mean, I'm a believer of signs personally. So I. Same. Yeah. I, I definitely buy into that.
2: Uh, and then we like really go from that to Bethany like grieving at our house. And I was dying when her housekeeper was like. I was saying like, you know, I saved this and I remember that. And like, you know, it just, and then she pulled up a picture and goes, this is the night we got engaged. And her housekeeper was like, yes, yes. As if she remembered it. So I think those close to Bethany actually knew that night that they got engaged, even though she didn't tell any of the girls, I think she had told people really close to her in her life.
1: Most definitely. It was, I mean, I, on one hand, Bethany, I feel like shows it all the good, the bad and ugly. And I commend her for that. But then the other hand side of me, I don't think I personally would want to be that public or that with my grieving personally. But um, I do feel for her and everything that she was feeling and how she's talked about her relationship, what she is in now still, as
2: we mentioned before, seems to be really happy. It's just she's very she's an open book. She is. I think part of it, too, for her is I think she's realized that when she maybe tries to hide certain things, it doesn't play out well. Like, I think people like seeing all of Bethany and that's what makes her a really good housewife. Um, so if she tries to hold back, I think she would lose a little bit of like popularity with people.
1: That's a really, really good point. So what are your thoughts on Luann? So after we go through that moment with Bethany, then it's Luann, Ramona, Ramona, I cannot talk. I almost <laughs> said Ramonia. Ramona, Sonia, and Luann are getting their hair done. And uh, then Sonia basically tells Luann that Dorinda and Tinsley um, told Bethany that Louanne felt like she didn 't deserve the room.
2: it was just a really weird it, the delivery part of it was really weird. Um, I also love that they clipped to like even remote like well honestly, Ramona said it at, while well, at, like getting their hair done too, but in her interview, she said it a little bit more like basically and ramona 's not one to jump to Bethany 's side, but she was essentially like after all all that bethany 's done for Louanne, um, Ramona was like the least she could do is be a little bit more thankful and not try to steal her room. I, um, I'll probably get some backlash for saying this. I felt like Luann seemed off in that scene. Like when she was reenacting things, I wasn't tracking all of it. Yeah.
1: No, I thought it was, um, I don't know when she was going Bethany, Bethany, Bethany. Like I, I took it more as Luann, like trying to over deliver with her sobriety, like she's up in the antics, on the cabaret show. She's, like, feeding off of this
2: energy where it just doesn't come across as genuine to me. It was, just, it was really bizarre. I also just think overall, like, because when she was, like, yeah, she's done so much for me. So the least she could do is give me the room, too. It's, like, I mean, Bethany really probably is the reason why. Uh, Bethany and Barbara, it sounds like, are reasons why Luann did not lose absolutely everything. Like, her kids were going after her for quite a bit of money, too. So, yeah. I would be, I would be a little bit more thankful. And I think I'd be like, Oh, you know what? I didn't look it from that perspective. I was just so caught up in not wanting to sleep in that room, which I still don't understand how rude. Like if I stayed in your house and you had a room of like snakes, like not live snakes, but just like snake stuff everywhere. Like I don't really like snakes. It wouldn't be like the best thought before I go to bed, but I could fall asleep. Like it's not that big of a deal. I
1: mean, it's not a big deal. Like honestly for her to trivialize Bethany, the way that she did over a bedroom, to me says a lot about Louie Anne in general. Like it's like really, you're gonna, you know, talk like that
2: about her over a bedroom, yeah. which, like you said, is stupid. It's dumb drama. Uh, and then we, but from there, like I, so it's weird because I was kind of like, uh, I'm not gonna like Louie Anne, and I'm not the biggest Louie Anne fan anyway. Um, but I did really like her in her conversation with Tinsley. So Tinsley opens up, and we learn that Tinsley's father. I actually didn't know her dad had passed away, but we learned that her dad passed away about three years ago um, from an alcohol-related injury. Um, and it, he was a pretty bad alcoholic and chose drinking over really getting his life together and being able to be there for his family. And so Tinsley's kind of reliving some of the stuff with her dad um, now that she's being around Luann's sobriety. And I thought it was really sweet um, the way Luann was almost comforting her, but also letting her know like, your dad didn't choose that. Your dad had a, an addiction and he had a mental issue in which he couldn't really understand. He had choices. He all, thought he, all he had was alcohol. It was, I don't It was a really touching raw moment. Oh my gosh. I'm sorry. That, did you hear that? No.
1: Oh, my phone just started ringing. <laughs> oh, I'm like, uh, what
2: happened? I thought no, maybe he like son-
1: burped and I would. No, 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 no. My phone just started ringing. Um, Circling back to your point, no, I thought it was a really touching moment, too. And I re- I did, like, after Luann redeemed herself for me in that moment, after being, like, a little shit, um, talking about Bethany. I felt like here she came across much more genuine, wasn't trying too hard, and she seemed to really feel for Tinsley. Like, I was not expecting that much emotion from Tinsley. And for her to open up like that was refreshing from her I I feel like she's a little guarded and you see that later on in the show which we'll touch on shortly with her and Scott but she just seems very very guarded
2: yeah I um I don't get the whole Scott thing so after this it really goes to I also don't understand the dinner so it basically cuts to Bethany's hosting this dinner um it just seems like a lot for like the for just a gathering of girlfriends so it's basically all the girls plus Barbara um going to dinner at Bethany's new apartment. And Bethany's have, has it catered, has like a full bar with bartenders and everyone's supposed to wear sparkly attire. It just seems a little extra for just like hanging out at a friend's house, eating food. Oh, I mean, I'm sure it's all for the show. Yeah, but I mean, I don't know. Like, it just seemed, that seems like, like that's one of the few times where I'm like, this is way over the top. But, um, so we get, I will say though, I want Bethany to come redo my house. She has, she's really good. Not only with just, like, renovating homes, but, like, the design piece. I love her style.
1: No, I agree. She has really, really good taste, and it's contemporary but feels homey. It doesn't feel over the top or too minimalistic where it feels a little cold. Yeah,
2: I really, really like it. But um, So they decided to play Truth or Dare at this dinner. And I don't think everybody understands the game of Truth or Dare because it was kind of no. weird. <laughs> um, they dare Dorinda to have phone sex with John, which I don't think Dorinda understands what phone sex is because she kept uh, being like, "I miss you, baby. I can't wait to have sexy time with you soon." I'm like, "That's like not. That's not how. That's just better. like
1: a normal, you know, yeah, boozy night conversation <laughs> that I have with my husband after <laughs> night
2: out with girls." Uh,
1: but yeah, I know that wasn't. It's funny. I put a note about this, but the Real Housewives of Atlanta did a similar truth or dare, and they actually, like, delivered on it. They did it way better. It was way made you feel way more uncomfortable, but they actually, like, went there. And, of course, it was Candy because she's very comfortable with that.
2: But I thought yeah.
1: it, was, it was just really funny watching them and Bethany kissing um, Barbara, which was weird but funny.
2: And then Sonia getting super jealous.
1: Oh, my gosh, so jealous.
2: Um, but then Tinsley kind of loses her shit. Like she really freaks out because of um, – they ask her to call Scott and basically say, you're the love of my life. If you don't – if you propose to me by next year, like we're done or I'm going to start dating other people. And she kept emphasizing he would kill me if I did that. I'm, and I think she's obviously been drinking and being dramatic. But I'm like, you make it sound like you're in an abusive relationship.
1: Well, and, like, to me, I think of that as, like, middle school, like, prank phone calls. Like, I think you can do it in a way where it's just, like, fun and being goofy. Um, I don't know. Her relationship, I kind of wonder what Tinsley's perception – well, not Tinsley's perception, but what her relationship would kind of look like and be talked about if Carol was still on the show. Because Carol's friends with Scott. So I feel like when Carol was on the show – I felt like my perception of Scott was like, oh, he's one of Carol's friends. Like, he seems like a cool guy, seems pretty down to earth, laid back. And without her showing that extra side of him and us seeing what Tinsley shares, he does come across
2: as this guy who's, I don't know, not like cool. controlling it. Controlling. Yeah, I agree. Um, I mean, there's obviously always two sides to the story. And I think. I'm wondering if there's more going on. Like, I'm wondering if he's been a little bit upfront. Like it seemed like he never wanted to commit to getting married. Um, and I think that's what Tinsley wants because Tinsley really wants kids and she's 43 and, um, basically, you know, her clock is ticking for lack of better words. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's a weird, I don't know. It's like a weird dynamic. And then we saw previews for next week that she basically says that they're done. But I feel like they're always back and forth. Like she's always either not with him at the reunion and then they're back together by the start of the next season or vice versa. It's very odd. I think as of
1: today, I think they're for real done.
2: Okay. Really? Yeah. Interesting.
1: So we'll see more. I mean, and from the sounds of it, it sounds like it's for the best. If she can't like fully be herself and she's is this public persona, like this is something that's important to her and she can't fully be that. I mean, good for her for realizing that, but I don't know. I hopefully we'll see how it, how it unfolds.
2: Yeah. Um, I, I'm sure we will. Um, so another thing that I can't wait to see, um, come to light is Kyle Richards entertainment book. I think she's going to have a hosting book. And cause she kept saying, you know, I love to host a shower cause we Oh start, my gosh. Yeah. And I, I was
1: thinking about all the parties that she has done. Like she does has does love to host. And then Andy's baby shower. Yeah. I mean, she's, I mean,
2: she's a good hostess too. So uh, I'm not trying to take away from that, but um, yeah, I just, there's something going on there. I think she's getting ready to release like some sort of like entertainment host book or like a blog or something. Yeah, it would not surprise me.
1: I mean with her white parties and like like we said, the baby shower, now this wedding shower. In the beginning of the season, she had the like picnic barbecue at her house. Like there's always types of events. And it does seem like authentic to her because this has been around since she's been on the show. So Oh
2: yeah, I think she's always like doing this kind of stuff. Um and I do I a friend of a friend works for Mauricio's um real estate company, the agency. And apparently, like, their Christmas party and their, like, agency party is, like, unbelievable. And I've, oh, really? I've seen her Instagram stories on it. Yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. Wow. Um, yeah. So, but um, one thing missing. So then we, you know, we're talking about how Kyle loves to ho- throw a shower and host. And then it's Camille's bridal shower. Um, and really, I mean, LVP was pretty, she was absent from the shower. She was absent from the dinner that we'll talk about later. Uh, but she's pretty much absent from the episode. I kind of think this might be the beginning of the end for LVP.
1: No, I, yes, I agree with you. I think this is the beginning of the end. I mean, all we see is like the remodel. It's very frivolous. I feel like, you know, if you all can, I think she has a, web, I don't know what the website is off the top very of the Vanderpump. Very Vanderpump. is a .com. And then it was like slash thoughts. Check it out if you haven't already. She releases a statement. It's basically like her version of the Bravo blog's but her take on the episode, even though she says she doesn't watch, which again, I find interesting, but whatever. Um, and she basically says that she stopped, she blocked Kyle's phone number the moment yes. that they have had that falling out. So she wouldn't have received that invitation, which is why she says she didn't get it. It's just weird. I don't know. I mean, it's. But I feel like I would show up for a friend. I do so, feel like Camille yeah. had a lot of right in that. Like, if you had a big moment in your life and you mean a lot to me, I would be there. If I could be there, I would be there.
2: And I'll also say this, this is another hole in the Vanderpump story. Cause she says that she hasn't watched it, but she knew stuff about what had, was shown in episodes. Um, and then she claims that the second, you know, her and Kyle got in that fight, she hit block. Then the next day, how did she get Kyle's t- text message saying happy birthday?
1: Oh yeah. No, that's a really good point. I don't know. It's just, it's just weird. I yeah. don't get it. But again, like she should just be there for Camille, be the bigger person and just show up, you know, smile, eat some cheese, drink yeah. some champs and then leave. Like that's all yeah. that you had to do Was just say hello and make the best of it. It's, I don't know.
2: Yeah. I think it's, um, yeah, I think it was, it, I don't know. Yeah. I think it was really shitty. It wasn't like, if you're a good friend with somebody, you show up no matter what. In the words of Teddy Mellencamp, true friends show up. Um, but I will say uh, the shower was kind of um, a letdown compared to the Andy baby shower, but I don't know how you yeah. ever top that. I did love, and you made a note of this, that uh, Kyle was saying how she's friends with her sisters now. And <laughs> Rena goes, well, yeah, cause your show got canceled. <laughs> they were really pissed about the show. It's not on anymore. So you guys can all be friends now. Uh, I just love it. Like she just doesn't hold back. She'll just throw like throws whatever she's thinking. She just throws it out there.
1: Oh, I thought it was so funny. And I love that Kyle laughed about it too. And then I also giggled at Erica's shade to Camille that she couldn't make it because she was rehearsing for her tour. Yeah. And then she says she basically will see her at her next wedding, which I thought was funny. So hopefully Camille takes it like lightly. I don't think she was will. was very much Erica Jane.
2: Yeah, I don't think she will. I think this is good. I but this will come up at the reunion for sure. Um, but I, yeah, I... I don't know I think she was just being funny but part of me feels like she I think she knew what she was saying too yeah
1: no most definitely and I you know speaking of Erica I have to give her props for a moment because I do find her story really really inspiring regardless if you think it's like very frivolous and whatever it's not but like the fact that she was 35 plus and decided to want that she wanted to be a pop star and like do it and get this following and this traction I think
2: is really awesome I agree I mean she and she's really doing it um it is really inspiring I think like for anybody like it really just like, you should never have excuses like if you really want to go do something pursue it um because it's you know if it's that important to you that you've always felt like it's a dream then try to go out there and do it I thought that was it was really inspiring and the fact that I mean like she works really hard um whether you think it's kind of a joke or not um I mean she's spending a lot of time like doing choreography and like thinking about these tours and everything and I, I I would go see her in a heartbeat.
1: Oh, same. I would definitely go see her. And I thought it was hilarious. Her comment about following your dreams and then have your checkbook <laughs> handy. because mm. it's so accurate. It's I'm like, she acknowledges the fact that she has those means to make it happen. Yeah. Uh,
2: she, I, I like, see, this is the Erica Jane. I miss, I want a few more of those comments and I want a little bit more of that of her, like in the episodes, but I think there's like, something going on um, as to why she's not being full Erica Jane. And maybe we'll find out at the reunion reunion, but I do miss her. Um, but luckily we have Portia just being awesome. And basically I, like, I hope one day Portia becomes a real housewife. Oh my God. The full evolution.
1: She was cracking me up shopping. One, I would never drive the Vander hall with my child, not judging Kyle but I would not feel comfortable with my driving skills and that much open air. Um, but I thought it was really funny that Portia once they got to the grocery store that she's like, oops, how did that get in there? Yeah. Oops. That <laughs> looks good. It was just really,
2: really cute. Uh, I love her. I think she's adorable. Um, and it's fun that we've kind of watched her grow up. Another person that I love and I'm so fucking obsessed with is Lois. I love
1: Rinda's mom. She is amazing. And that like kind of, you know, I've talked about it before, but so many of these housewives have such amazing moms. And like we talk about Marge Senior, yeah. Lois. I'm, like, blanking on some of the others. But we, there are so many great moms. Dale. I love it when, yes, Dale. And I love it when they all have an appearance on the show because it's just fun
2: to see that side of them. It is. And I think it reminds all of us that, like, they are human. Like, you know, like, Renna has a mom. You know, like, she is a mom. She has a mom. Like, there's a lot of ways that you can't really re- relate to her lifestyle. But at the end of the day, there's a lot of ways that you can and her mom is so, just so adorable. Um, and we learn more, we'll kind of touch on it, we learn a lot more about her, and I think she, like, makes a very big, personal um, I don't want to say, like, revelation, but like, almost confession about something in her life. Uh, but really, what kind of spearheads it is, the ladies get a little political, political um, as they start talking about um, I'm blanking on the names, but the new Supreme Court Justice Brett Kavanaugh. Yes, thank you, Kavanaugh who was accused of I mean, sexual assault. Um, and so at the time, um, the hearings were just happening and, um, I probably like, don't think we should go into like how we feel about it, but Camille felt very strongly, um, that he should have the opportunity to like defend himself before everyone like kind of jumps out with the pitchforks. But she also says that she was a survivor and that she doesn't believe, um, his accuser because she didn't tell anyone I th- I felt like whether you believe her or not or wherever you think about it, I just don't think we should start th- saying that, like, if you're a victim of anything because you don't tell someone right away, it means it didn't happen. Um, it I think kind of, that's I, really
1: well said. I, yeah. I think that's very, very well said. And I think ultimately what I took away from that conversation, although it was like, wait, why is Housewives talking about this? It was a very relevant topic at that time when it was filmed. And I feel like it's just a good reminder – to just be nice to each other and just listen. I do feel like the women ultimately like handled themselves well at the end. Clearly Camille was, you know, upset and triggered by something that brought it, brought it out in her. Um, You know, whether you agree with Renna or whether you agree with Camille, I do feel like they kind of had a decent civilized
2: conversation about it. I do too. I think Camille getting upset and like crying about it. Um, like you said, I think there was something triggered and there's something deeper that she's maybe not ready to like go there. Uh, Cause I don't, I don't think either one of them was overly aggressive one way or the end, one way or the other. And I did think it was very nice at the end where Rena was basically like, I'm sorry if I made you upset. Like we can have different views and still be friends. So um, it was like that part of it was neat to see. I think also maybe part of the reason why. Rina was bringing it up and felt so strongly about it is that we learned that her mom um was, I mean, basically is lucky to be alive. That a man, a co-worker of hers, offered to give her a ride home, took her down a weird dark road. She was kind of asking why, you know, like, why are you doing this? And he had a hammer in one hand and was like, I don't – they didn't go to detail. It sounds like maybe she was not raped but, like, was, like, hit over the head. Wasn't that it? Yeah,
1: I think she – escape the attack like I think she she has metal plates in her head we'll have to verify the details but basically she could have been a a result of a serial killer's killing and she survived that and like withheld that from her children which is I understand as a mother
2: and all that pain and that anxiety in your day to day life it's crazy and then like to find out so the guy went to jail for, like, a, a very short amount of time, which just shows you, like, back then. Like, I mean, he hit her over the head with a hammer and was trying to rape her, but barely, like, wasn't in jail very long. Got, re- like, released and then became a serial killer.
1: No, it, it was crazy. It was the craziest story. Um, there's an Instagram account that we follow that has news clippings from that story at the time that I would recommend that you all check it out if you're more interested. And their account is at Trumpet. They have yes. a couple screen grabs from there. So it's just kind of interesting to see. You see a photo of Lois. You see a photo of the serial killer. It's just nuts. It's a banana. It's bananas.
2: It is. Um, and I think it's really cool though, that Lois is sharing the, the story uh, on TV. i I know she shared it with her kids, but I think um, I'm sure it's really hard for her to relive it uh, and to talk about it. And so like, for her, especially at her age, I'm sure she just wants to like put it behind her. Um, so I think it was really cool that she shared it because I think it's kind of a powerful message. She survived. She went on to have, you know, it sounds like a great marriage, um, and have, you know, kids of her own and have a family. Um, so I think it's, you know, it's a really powerful message for other survivors out there. Um, and so, I mean, I just like, I've always loved Lois, but after this, I loved her so much more. Oh, most definitely. It
1: was. It was a good. I mean, not that you want someone to talk about something so tragic in their lives, but I feel like it was a good ending to the episode. Like it was about something that mattered versus like the damn puppies.
2: Yeah, I mean, this week. I mean, this really was a good week. So like, we jump in now, jumping into Pump. Well, and thought... I'm
1: going to clarify my comments. Not saying the puppies don't matter.
2: <laughs> but oh, you know what I mean. We do love puppies too, but, but I, mean, like, I just we're kind mean of the, over the dog. The yeah, job. thank you. Um. And then, I mean, we go to pump, and Kristen and Ariana are legit friends. It's not just, like, they drunkenly made out. Like, they went to dinner together. Like, they had, like, a really good conversation about the day Ariana found out her dad passed. I do think it's odd when Sandoval said, like, he dropped everything to be with her. Like, clearly he was in love with her then. Maybe he didn't realize it. But, like, if your girlfriend's like, I really would rather you be with me right now. And you're like, no, I need to go there, be there for a friend. I get it's because her dad passed away, but, like, clearly he had feelings for her.
1: Oh, yeah. No, most definitely. I mean, it is crazy. This show, I feel like uh, Vanderpump Rules, out of any show on Bravo, shows you that these people can do the worst possible things to each other, but somehow end up being friends in the end, some of them. Like, it's, like, very cyclical. It's just crazy to me, like, that Kristen had slept with Jax, which was Stassi's boyfriend, and now they're together, and then... Well, cheated
2: on Carter with... James. Yeah, I mean, there's, it's
1: just there's a lot. It's there's a lot happening there, but it does make me happy that they're behind them. I mean, it's kind of mind-boggling because I, re- I mean, I remember those seasons where Kristen was brutal to Ariana, very, so mean. very mean. Yeah, so mean that I don't know personally that I would be able to get past that just because I wouldn't want to spend my energy on someone who was that negative to me. So I give Ariana a lot of props for moving forward on that.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then, so we go to, from there, basically we learn you know, James, you know, is not going to be DJing Billy's brunch and Sandoval is the one who tells him. I almost feel bad for Sandoval because I feel like he's the only one in James's corner and I'm glad James has him, but like, you know, like later we will talk about the puppy party, but everybody was like, Oh, you're gonna be the only ones there. It just kind of like, I think it kind of sucks for Sandoval that like, it'd just be hard to have a friend that like no one likes. And everybody kind of gives you a hard time for being a good friend to that person.
1: Yeah. That whole scene between Ariana and Tom and James, where Ariana was like, dude, you're getting really mad at me for no reason. She had a really honest conversation with him on how he deals with this stuff. And he didn't have, have, he didn't want to hear it. Um, James to me is just someone who looks like he's hurting. Like we've talked about this a lot throughout the entire season. So I, I just hope I wish him well. And I truly hope that he's kind of looking out and taking care of, the, of himself. Um, I, I don't know. It, it's kind of heartbreaking to see. And then knowing what kind of a mother he had also like puts things in perspective for me that he doesn't know how to handle that type of rejection because his mom
2: wasn't present for him. Yeah, no, it. Yeah, I know it is uh It's yeah, it is kind of crazy. And then another thing that I mean is a little mind-boggling is during Jack's and Brittany's therapy session, he basically says like the the good thing about him cheating on her is that she came out and became a stronger person. That whole
1: lot that is so weird to me. I mean, yes, I understand. Like any time you go through something hard in your life, you most time most I cannot talk uh nine times out of ten that's what I'm trying to say (laughs) you come out on top and you're stronger and better but it just sounds so weird hearing that knowing that they're still together
2: yeah and they're getting married it's just a weird comment to make this engagement party I think is gonna be interesting when her family comes in town but uh it was a really weird comment to make and then another like just like I this is why I love the show though because they're are just so many random weird moments so schwartz you know his b- check bounces so what like any logic person would be like okay like i'm gonna get a cashier's check or you know like something a little bit more legit no schwartz decides to go get a briefcase full of cash but he gets it in like fives so he doesn't just give her like hundred dollar bills
1: no it's it, it kind of shows his boyish immaturity like it's funny but I would feel so uncomfortable having that much cash on me. Like, how he was kind of freaking out getting it in the car. And then even li- giving it to Lisa, I would just
2: feel so uncomfortable with that I would almost cash. be pissed if, like, I was Lisa and he handed it to me. Because it's like, okay, well, what am I going to do with $50,000 cash? I don't, like, you know, it's like, thanks. I can't just, like, go put this in, like, the, you know, like, cash register at, at Tom, Tom. You know, <laughs> like, I need to take this to the bank. So, yeah, it was kind of weird. But, um, it, it, I mean, that's was very Schwartzy and... I mean, it is kind of funny. I'm sure a lot of that was just staged for the the show. But that part of it, I was just like, God, like you said, like he is just a little, it's just a little boy trapped in a man's body. Yeah. What, did, what was your take
1: on Lala's conversation about her sobriety?
2: I, so I think it was really um, mature of her. So we've kind of like touched on like, you know, she's made comments that she's sober and like, we're seeing her drink on the show. What's going on? Uh, and then we said something last week about just basically wondering if maybe her anxiety t- attacks were tied to the fact that she was drinking for the first time um, in a while. And she came to that self-realization. I almost think because she came to this on her own and made her own decision and didn't, I don't want to say didn't hit rock bottom because maybe she did, or maybe like in her mind, she hit a rock bottom um, with the, her anxiety attacks and just maybe some other things that she's done well um, intoxicated. But I feel like it's very different from Luann, who's basically had, court order sobriety
1: most definitely
2: um I just and I mean it really is like an addiction and it's something very hard to fight but I thought it was really showed very like a lot of wisdom and maturity on Lala's behalf that she realized it on her own before getting a DWI or getting arrested you know like I mean what do you think when you compare really Luann and Lala's journey to sobriety
1: no I agree with you I think what you said sums it up perfectly I think Luanne got hit, truly hit rock bottom, had legal issues, a failed marriage, a lot of things, you know, the lawsuit from her children. She really, really hit rock bottom and was probably told that she needed to help herself, but numbed all that pain from what it looks like with alcohol and booze. And I feel like Lala was barely scratching the surface there with her father's death and decided to do that before she even got to Luanne's place. Both of them I commend them for being um, where they're at and recognizing that. But Lala especially because it, it looks like she truly came to that on her own. And um that she was on Watch What Happens Live and she's been sober since October
2: twenty second.
1: So I'm I'm really happy for her and I, I wish her well. Yeah.
2: Um I think yeah, I think it's very I, I'm glad that she realized it on her own. Like I don't really want to see her, you know, have to get arrested or have to be in like a, a dark place. Um And I also hope I never have to see another puppy shower again. That was so awkward.
1: The puppy shower was so weird. And we posted about this on our Instagram at Real Moms of Bravo. But I was cringing so hard when Raquel said that having a puppy is like having a baby.
2: Raquel, um, she's missing something up there. Like, even when she, like, goes to try to talk, it's like she's thinking. But, like, she can't think it's very, like Have you ever like watched her try to like put a comp like put thought- like I'm acting like Raquel right now because I can't figure out what I'm trying to say <laughs> but like you can see like the wheels turning and nothing comes out it's really weird
1: yeah and I mean a part of me and this is like the nice person in me I'm like well maybe she doesn't like being on tv I don't think that's it I think she I yeah she just doesn't know how to form her words like her and James <laughs> have the same fault James word vomits things without thinking. Raquel word vomits things without thinking as well. But her things don't make any sense. Yeah.
2: I just like even some of like the way she was like putting words together. I was like, well, your mom speaks English fine. So it's not like you came from like a a Russian speaking home and you know, you're learning like English for yourself. It just, I don't know, but something, something there is missing. Something's off. Um, But we go from this weird puppy party to like, this weird seance witchcraft. Um, that, I was like, I felt like I was on drugs watching that. I, the entire time I was like, what the fuck am I watching? Well, and why did they bring like, bottles of wine with them? Like, I don't, I don't know if spirits want you to be drunk.
1: I mean, I think because of the witches of we have, oh. I feel like that's like the tie in there. I think it's like a sales point there, but I, I was watching that. I was, I was laughing because Kyle's face was hilarious while we were watching it together. But <laughs> I'm just like really you want to scare the bad energy out of you and like and then you say you feel like a cloud from Mario Kart at the end. It was just the strangest thing watching it. It it, yeah. I mean, it was weird. It was very strange. I feel like her issues should be dealt with a therapist or a doctor who's certified the witchcraft thing was just very strange to me but to each their own and it made for interesting TV.
2: It did. That is true. Um it was just, it was, it was very odd. Uh, but it was a good episode and a good week overall. We didn't deal with really much dog drama. New York brought it as always. Um, and like pump, you know, I think there's a lot of, um, a lot of opportunity for pump to get even better. Like even looking into next season as we probably have wedding planning for Jax and Brittany
1: yes and then lala and yeah and rand Rand are setting a date here soon she mentioned that on watch what happens live as well so i know we definitely went over because we had so much to cover but it's our show we make our own rules but who's our shout out this week abby so it has
2: to be lois i mean i feel like one we've loved her for so long but sharing what she shared with us and just being so cool and then um you know, Rena was sharing like messages that people have sent her just like thanking her mom for sharing her story. So Lois, we love you. Um, we are just so like amazed by all the things that you do. And I mean, you raised Renna, so you're pretty cool in our book just for that. Um, so- I mean, if you survived that, yeah. you didn't eat your-
1: <laughs> a Xanax smoothie or any of the stuff that Rena is doing to preserve her youth, then you are more than a winner in my book. Absolutely.
2: Um, so that brings us to the end of the show. We definitely went over, but... Um, Whatever. Yeah, hopefully you enjoyed <laughs> it. Um, thank you so much for listening to us. Please, please subscribe to our podcast. Leave us a five-star review. And if you're not already, follow us on Instagram at Real Moms of Bravo. And we will uh, catch you guys next week.
0: You will fail. So what? Everybody does. But your gym, your watch your yoga pants, they pretend you won't. So when you miss a day, eat the pancakes. Give up on a workout? You failed? Seriously, what the hell? We're body, we've been a part of that too, but not anymore. At body, we're rejecting perfection and embracing reality. Not in a pizza Monday kind of way, in a loving your whole life kind of way. In a, this workout is fun and it's okay if I take a week off kind of way.